We're back! Combo Nation, what up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 164, you heard that right, episode 164 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Let me know how you feel about the show right in the comments section of your Apple Podcast app. Punch down on that subscribe button if you haven't already, and share this episode with a friend via social media or word of mouth. Today's show, Mr. Fomer Simpson returns to Combo's Court. You know it's always a great conversation when Fomey and Combo chop it up on Combo's Court. Find Fomer on his YouTube channel, Mr. Fomer Simpson. You could also find him on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Fomer Simpson. That's M-R-F-O-A-M-S-I-M-P-S-O-N. You know you can find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Fomi, welcome back to Convos Court, man. How you feeling? Thanks for being here, man. Wow, I'm feeling good, man. No technical difficulties this time. I'm, I'm starting to get the hang of this thing. <laughs> What's new, though? What's new? How you been? How's quarantine? Is there a quarantine anymore? Are we loosening up? Are we back? I'm trying to figure it out, man. I'm trying to figure it out. Man, you know, it depends where you're at. Down here in Florida, they're kind of easing off the quarantine thing a little bit. We've been remaining... Uh, you know, kind of how we've been over the last couple of months, which is laying low. We're, we're down here at the workshop, pumping out content, you know, making the magic happen. And, you know, now I, I, we're not rushing to any beaches. That's for damn sure. For sure. I've been definitely distancing myself. And I feel like this has been a time when a lot of people have been saying to try new things. I've been doubling down on what I'm already good at. I don't know. That's that's kind of been my things. Around. Yeah, yeah, facts. That's exactly what we're doing too. We're just doing more of what we were already doing. Um, you know, I'm not uh, taking up basket weaving or any new hobbies, nothing like that. We've just been doing more of you know what we've been doing for the last however long. For sure, our thoughts and prayers are everybody affected in such a for sad sure. situation. But uh, hopefully, we can entertain, man. Hopefully, we can entertain Combo Nation. Follow me every time. Um, I'm on Twitter, man. You know, you don't have too many Twitter beefs, but when you do, I always <laughs> <laughs> when you do, I always feel like it's about basketball for some reason. Maybe I'm you know, wrong. You know, it's 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 literally the only thing I argue about. I don't argue about anything else. Um, obviously, my brother and I make sneaker related content for the most part. You'll never see me arguing about sneakers, right? R- really, anything for that matter. It's just basketball is the only thing, and you know. YouTube is a crazy place, and that's obviously where we post a lot of our content. And it's kind of an ongoing thing with YouTube creators is like, yo, man, how do you deal with, you know, the comments and some of the, so the wild people say, I- I've never, ever in seven years, however long it's been, I've never had an issue with that. No one has ever left a YouTube comment or for that matter, Twitter, Instagram, on any platform about sneakers or anything in that regard that upsets me but for some reason basket I'm a, I'm a passionate man combo you know this and sure. uh so yeah now nah, i've uh, basketball twitter has to be one of the dumber uh sectors of twitter 
Yeah, I mean, I don't want to uh, place arrogance upon you, but I mean, don't you think sometimes it's not even worth your time? Because I mean, a lot of people just weren't involved with basketball as much as you have been in your right, life. Right, right. You know? No, no, for sure. And, and to keep it a buck, I ignore most of it. Okay. You know, I, I ignore most of it, but it's crazy. You know, if I tweet something about basketball, inevitably there's 20 people in the mentions just with just horrific takes. And, and, you know, to your point, most of them, I kind of just let them go, but, but it's tough, man. Some of them it's like, especially now without sports, I'm like, I found myself kind of arguing and debating more now because we have no sports, we have nothing to watch. So it's like nothing we really, really can do, but talk about it. Have there been any crazy takes about the Jordan doc? Cause I know some of this have to, has to be coming from there because that, <sighs> that's like, that's the thing we have right now, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's weird because I don't understand what it is about sports that just makes people go all the way to one side or the other. There's no like rational logic. Like, Hey, let's look at the situation. Like I feel like when it comes to Jordan, LeBron and Kobe, yes. it's, they just have these followings where they can't acknowledge the greatness from the others in that trio. Like it's not, you don't really hear it with Shaq. You don't really hear it with Kareem. You don't really hear it with even Iverson. Like it, it's just with those three guys. And for some reason, and so yes, the Jordan doc has brought out the two sides of it, right? It's like, so the Jordan fanatics are like, okay, LeBron is a bum. And the LeBron oh God. and the LeBron stands are like, yo, LeBron would, average 90 against those car mechanics so it's just it, it's there's been some really 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 terrible takes man bro i was i saw something on twitter where somebody showed danny age guarding uh michael jordan and then somebody tweeted yeah lebron would have had a real problem with <laughs> i <laughs> saw have, that I, somebody would have had a real issue with this athlete and then somebody tweets actually this guy was an all-american in two sports could have played in the mlb and just started listing all of danny age's accomplishments <laughs> that was hilarious bro I, I i saw that too i can't remember what account that was or, or who said that but i i saw that same exchange you know the, the thing is this man listen th th there's no question that players are bigger stronger and more athletic now there, there, there's no doubt about it the thing that you have to factor in is that, and I think you said this to me, actually, one of the first times I was on the pod, you have to factor in it. And I don't think I used to do this enough, but you have to take into consideration the fact that if those players were in today's game, they, right. would, have, they would have grown up with today's nutritional understanding and um, AAU being as competitive as it is. And right. the, the, the trainers, and I'm not talking about the trainers who balance beach balls and hop up and down <laughs> like a kangaroo <laughs> while dribbling a tennis ball. <laughs> like, but just all of the, the different techniques and technologies around the body and how to maintain your body and all of those things. So although, yes, like I, I do personally think that if you take Danny Ainge just if you put him in a time machine and take him from, you know, 1990 or whenever it was and put him in today's game. Yeah. I think he really, really struggles in today's NBA. You know, he's yeah. not super athletic. 
Uh, now, sure, he played a bunch of sports, but by today's NBA standards, he doesn't run fast and jump high. So, um, but if Danny Ainge is growing up in today's game, he's probably a lot more athletic. He probably has a little bit more handle. He probably has a little bit more impressive of a lay pack, you know? So definitely it's, 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 it's really tough to compare the errors for that reason. For me, it seems that iron Mike is making a crazy oh, comeback. He's man. looking in prime shape. You know what I was thinking about my favorite sound clip ever. And I think it's an underrated sound clip. I broke my back. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's spinal. It's spinal. <laughs> it's spinal. Yo, what, what was Friday's name? He didn't even know the dude's name. He just knew that that's who he sparred with on Friday. <laughs> M- M- Mike Tyson's sound bites, unfuckwittable. Like there's nobody, and I, I, I'm probably biased because you know being from New York City, it's Iron Mike is a legend, man, a- an absolute legend. L- let me ask you a question, combo. Yes. Are you shooting a fair one with Mike Tyson for 10 mil? Right now or prime Mike? Right now. 10 mil? Are you going to get in there, give him the I'm awkward, I box lefty? Like, are you? I'm, I'm Southpaw, right? I Maybe you never know. You never know what I got. Um, I, <laughs> uh, oof. Man, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Ten, uh, ten, uh, 10 million, you, you got to go. Three rounds, you got to last all three rounds. Well, or you get ch- nothing. Yeah, I think I, I think I'll do it, but I could die. No, so I think I, <laughs> <laughs> I think I won't do it. You know what? Let me let me let me train for six months and then I do it. It's it, yeah. I mean, ten mil. That, that's a yeah, lot let of me, let, But me right now, no. But let me train for six months. Yeah, I like, uh, it. I like what, it. How about you? I, I'm doing it just off the strength of a. Uh, uh, small chance to get 10 million and then i think i'm just putting this big body on him bro like you know yeah. i'm like you know double I, I mean, down like, you know we were just talking about double down go eat a couple burgers just double it, down. exactly yo give me the, so for, for, for two three months iron mike is gonna be hitting the sled he's gonna be hitting the bag he's gonna be getting in that road work early in the morning he's gonna be drinking raw eggs like rocky balboa and i'm just gonna be pounding big Macs. I'm just going to be I'm just going to be just stuffing my face. I'm going to try to hit 280 by the time I see him and I'm just going to try to put the put the big uh big body on him, man. Or what you could do is it's what I actually saw, I forgot the guy he was fighting. Um well you did say you have to go three rounds, but he kind of looked like he wasn't knocked out, he just went down. I think it was when Mike won one of the titles. Like he didn't even get a clean flush hit. Ah, uh, I think I know who you're talking about. I, you know what? I think that might have happened a couple. I mean, when you're in the ring with him, I think that, you know, the natural inclination might be just a flop, you yeah. know, just pull a Ginobili in there. And Take just, your paycheck. Just get the you know, paycheck. Exactly, man. Get the bread and get out of there with all your brain cells intact. <laughs> For sure, man. Um, do you think, you know, Shaq and, and Charles Barkley came out saying they don't think the NBA season should come back at all. Where do you land on it? Ah, man, I, you know, I land right in the middle on it. It, it. It's tough because on the one hand, we miss basketball. We want to see it. And I'd love for it to come back. On the other hand, you definitely want it to be safe. You don't want the NBA to come back and jeopardize something or, you know, to put anyone in harm's way, so to speak. And then also, my brother and I spoke about this on our podcast, but 
you know, would a championship now be a little fugazi? Like, would it, would it have like a little mark next to it? Let me ask you this. What if they go full playoffs, seven games, every series, would you put a mark next to it? I mean, uh, Tim Duncan's, (sighs) you don't look at one of Tim's dunk, one of Tim Duncan's championship as an asterisk. And Um, and, and, how would you feel about it? How would you feel about it? I think, oh man, I think, I, you know what? I think it depends who won. I, I, I know that's, a, that's not a good answer. I think <laughs> it depends who won. Like, like, if the Rockets won, then I'm saying, ah, man, you know? That's the, you know what's crazy? A couple episodes back, I had a guy who uh, he works with a company called NBA Math. So, you know, he's into analytics. But I was, I was saying one of the biggest – well, the two what-ifs would be if, this, if the season never came back was if LeBron could win and how Houston would do in the, in the playoffs because I wanted to see both of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I, feel, like, I feel like this is LeBron's best chance to win, honestly. You know, you got to think. Of course. You know, LeBron's – I mean, he's obviously, you know, built like the Terminator. But it's – he is getting up in years for a high-level – NBA player so how like how many elite seasons he, he's already slowed down a little bit in some regards and then he's obviously his skills have, would you say he slowed down in terms of production or just athleticism or you think both? Just, I think just athleticism I, I think right. he's found ways to be as productive if not more productive as far as like winning plays yes and, and facilitating yeah for sure I, winning I, plays. I, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that was an argument that I got into on Twitter was, and I'm a big Michael Jordan guy, just as far as respecting his greatness and what he's done and all of that stuff. But LeBron's vision is on a different level. I I know that Mike could get in there and, you know, drop it off for, for Bill Wennington to catch a dunk, but LeBron's vision, I think you could argue that LeBron's vision is as good as anyone who's been in the league ever and definitely top five. And the response I got on Twitter was that if Jordan wanted to pass more, he'd have just as good a vision. And it's just Mm -hmm. not true. It's just not true. You know, sure. He could have, I'm not saying he couldn't have averaged 10 assists if he put his mind to it. Yes, he could have, but Russell Westbrook averaged 10 assists too, and doesn't have the vision that LeBron has. It's, and I think Vision. Here, here's my hot take. Here's my spicy hot take. I think vision is the hardest skill to learn or acquire if you don't have it. In fact, I'll go as far as to say you can't learn it. Yes, you can learn to make the extra pass. You can learn how to make a post entry, you know, fake high, bounce it down to your big man, to whatever hand he's holding out, that type of stuff. But to have real vision, like I'm talking like that real feel, I yes. just don't – I've never seen someone who has no feel learn feel. I, I just – I've never seen it. I've seen people be not athletic and get athletic. I've seen people come into the league like Kawhi who weren't really good shooters and become absolute snipers. I've never – name one player who had a suspect feel – and not very good vision who became that take Kawhi for example it's arguably the only weakness in his game is his vision is kind of not really there and his his feel as far as being a playmaker goes so I I think it's doing 
someone like LeBron a disservice and really disrespectful to be like, oh, nah, Kawhi could have that vision if he wanted to. No, he couldn't. He definitely could not. He does other things great. You could even argue that some things may be better than LeBron at, at this stage of the career, but vision, nah. So I, I'm, th- th- that's my hot take for the day. Yeah, no, and I've, I've been preaching that for a while. And I think Kawhi is actually the greatest example of somebody who improved a lot but still doesn't have the natural feel for it like a LeBron or a Jason Kidd or a Magic Johnson exactly. or a Steve Nash or even, even, even to a lesser degree, a Ricky Rubio. Absolutely. You know, like, like these guys are just – that's something you're born with, Luka Doncic. It's something that you're born with for sure. A- absolutely. Yeah, and to your point about LeBron's athleticism, you know what's funny about players? You can really only tell a player lost a little bit of, of athleticism is when you look at old highlights. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, when you see LeBron 2010 Cavaliers, like if you're just oh watching – Oh, my. If you're, just wa- Yo, if you're just watching like the Lakers all season, you're like, I don't really know if he lost a step, you know? But you see he- him catch something crazy, and you're like, oh, no, nah, he's still got it. And then you see something from 2010, and you're like, Yo. Yo, it is a difference. It is a difference. But on the other spectrum, as to your point, again, you watch a full Miami Heat game. He just really got – and he was smart back then. He really got a lot smarter now and just – A lot ma- smarter. And just makes the winning play all the time. But he was definitely a way better athlete back then. Oh, and, yeah. and it was with Jordan, too, a little bit because I think he adjusted his game second half of his career. So let me ask you a question. I've posed this question before. Which was the better 3 P? You can answer that as well. But which was the better Jordan? First three-peat or second three-peat? You know, it, it, that's such a tough one for me because I just wasn't around for the first three-peat. Now, sure, I, I was born and I was alive, but, like, do you remember watching that first three-peat? You were a little kid. Yeah, I was a little kid, but I was watching them, and obviously I didn't have the same understanding as I did for right. the second three-peat. Yeah. But I do, remember, I do remember all those threes from him, like, shrugging. Like, and I was, go- like, was kind of going, like, this is crazy. And now, yeah. it's not even, now it's not even that big. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. I'm not taking away from the moment. But we see a lot of people hit six threes. But back then, that was ridiculous because we didn't yeah. see it often. And it was Jordan, a guy who wasn't even known as a three-point shooter at all, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I mean, and, and, and that to the point that we were talking about earlier about adjusting to the era, you think if Jordan grew up in today's game that he wouldn't be an absolute sniper from three? He would. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, and, I, and I, I mean, think he would. And I think Pippen would be a great corner three-point shooter, like a three. Absolutely. I, I mean, you, you want to talk about? I mean, obviously Pippen is more than a three and D guy. Yes, but, yes, yes. But, three and but, D but, plus, just like Paul George is a three and D guy, but he's plus. You know, it's exactly. Like, he's got so much more. I mean, Pippen could really do everything. Like he could be the point forward. You know, he, he he was. I mean, and that's another thing too is like you you need help as good as Jordan was he needed Pippen to be great as well. Like, he needed those other pieces. You saw when, when he came back in 94, 95, whenever it was, and they lost, I think it was 4-1 to the Magic. They didn't have Horace Grant. They, they had lost some players. It, it wasn't – and Horace Grant was actually on the Magic. Who They also had Penny, Nick Anderson, Shaq. I mean, they had a really good team. They had to kind of retool after that to give Jordan some help. So no matter how great a player is, and that's why you look at a guy like Charles Barkley, the Charles Barkley disrespect is real, man. Wait, I mean, even, like, even now? Oh, after yeah. they're seeing this? Oh, well, m- maybe it, it's shined some light, but I would always hear over the last decade of basketball arguments, oh, nah, Chuck never won nothing. Oh, nah, Charles never won nothing. Bro, he – 
number one, his team stunk. I mean, let, let's keep it a buck. His team stunk. Yes, he – did you see – listen, so no disrespect to Thunder Dan. Did you see Thunder Dan trying to guard Michael Jordan? <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on. I, I mean, that was just that, – that, that was terrible. And if you look at those box scores, Kevin Johnson, another very good player, Kevin Johnson, the bed when they played the Bulls. I mean – just absolutely stunk up the joint. So Barkley just didn't quite have enough help. Now, I'm not saying he could have beat Jordan anyway, but I'm just saying that guys need help. And, and that's why I don't like all these debates and arguments. I'm not saying don't factor rings into the equation. I think you could have put Michael Jordan on any team and he would have figured out how to accumulate the right pieces and, and how to make enough winning plays to win a championship, but the whole rings culture where it's like, yo, if you didn't win five or six, you're not even in the discussion. That's just, that's dummy talk. So my thoughts on this for me, and it might sound crazy. Some of the disrespect is Charles Barkley's fault. Let me, let me explain. Let me explain why. Okay. He is so self-deprecating. I think people actually believe what he's saying. Great call. I mean, that, that, that's a very valid point, And I agree 100%. Yeah, he's like always just dissing himself. He lets, you know, Shaq and Kenny, uh, you know, talk about the rings. When he was obviously a totally different sphere than Kenny Smith, like, you know, but he lets, oh, yeah. them, <laughs> like he lets them talk about his rings. He's very self-deprecating. He's, like he's just like a good dude. So I think that's part of the disrespect for people that didn't actually get to see it and were, you know, just knew about like what he did. Because he was, he was just different. Like we never seen anything like him before that. It wasn't Zion. It wasn't. It wasn't Zion, but it was like he wasn't as vertically as athletic as Zion, right? But nah. he was something like that, though. Like he was in that realm, you know, like Larry Johnson, Zion, Charles Barkley. Like they were all a little bit different, you know. He 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 was definitely in that realm. He obviously could rebound his ass off. His MVP season. I, I'd have to pull up the stats. I don't know what they are, but I think he averaged, you know, like something like maybe I want to say like 26 and 15 or something crazy like that. And he could put it on the floor a little bit. He had a crazy motor, which I think gets underestimated in the game of basketball in general. He had a crazy motor. And people don't think that because he's, because he's fat now. So exactly. think think he didn't have a motor or something, you know? Exactly. So, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, now you got Draymond and again, no shots to Draymond. He was a huge part of the Warriors championship kind of run there, but him and Charles Barkley aren't in the same discussion. No, not at all. And to your Dan Marley point, it's funny how they were talking about how the NBA was so much more physical back then, which was only true for a few teams. Like, the Suns were just letting people run right by them. I, were- I hate, I hate that argument. I hate that argument. That, that's the worst take on the LeBron slander side of things from this Jordan doc is that – LeBron could never – his. so we're talking about the most physically gifted athlete to ever step on a basketball court. And the dude is built like an absolute tank. He's who, would you say, like, who would you say is a better athlete between him and Jordan? I think you have to say LeBron because of – Jordan might have had a, a higher vertical by a few inches. but And a, and a more graceful athlete, Jordan was. A, a, definitely a more graceful athlete, 100%. Yeah. But when you look at uh, vertical, uh, speed, strength, yeah. 
body, like his size, like he's doing it at LeBron is six, nine, like a lot of people, he's not six, eight. LeBron is six, nine. Yeah. I I mean, I've stood next to him. He's listed at six, nine now, I think. And I want to say that's without shoes on. Like the dude is a big dude combo. You know me, you, you know, I'm, I'm a tall guy. Yeah. And, and I stood next to LeBron, like I'm talking like probably three, four feet. And I was like, damn. Yeah, this dude, like he felt like a six ten dude sitting there, and and so to do the stuff that he does, to run the way that he does, to be as heavy as he is, I just think it's a different element. You know, you look at football like Bo Jackson. That was yeah. one of the most impressive things about Bo was that he was built like a tank. He wasn't built like Deion Sanders. So um, I think that you have to. It's no disrespect to Jordan, but I think that as far as overall athlete, I think that you got to give it to Braun and to suggest that he wouldn't have been able to hold up against oh Isaiah Thomas and, and Bill Lambeer is just crazy. Yeah, some of those guys would have bounced right off him. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Crazy. So a lot of this, I think, like a lot of this we knew about MJ. Um, is there anything that surprised you? I think it's been cool to kind of get in depth a little bit more. I knew about the Steve Kerr fight. We knew about the Rodman antics. You know, we knew about the, the, the tragedy that surrounded his father, but getting into things a little bit deeper. And like I said, I, I wasn't really watching that first repeat. I, like you, yes, the TV was on and, and yes, I was watching it and I knew who Jordan was and I knew that he was great, but I didn't know enough about basketball at that time to really understand what was going on. And like, they're, they're, the, the clip where he comes back on Father's Day and wins the championship after losing his father and he's sobbing on the floor. I had never seen that clip with audio before. Right. You know, like it hits different. So just seeing everything and also getting his take now in 2020, I love when he's looking at the iPad and you see Gary Payton like, yeah, I was locking him that up. That was great. And he's just laughing. And one of the things I love about Jordan because he didn't play during the social media era, I'm not saying he's not, you know, aware of things. And I'm not saying that he doesn't hold his tongue a little bit, but he's much more honest than today's superstars. And he, he just, he's just sitting there. He's got the scotch on the table next to him with the cigar. And he's just, he's just really keeping it a buck. And, and, and I think it's refreshing. And I think it's nice to hear it from him yes i'm with you i'm with you um so let's shift to sneakers in terms of releases like what's been going on has have things held up i'm sure jordan sneaker uh sales are up but how is everything going in the sneaker culture um sneaker culture is i you know i I feel like it's kind of recalibrated a little bit and um it's a, a little back to normal i guess you could say it feels like you know i feel like when the the quarantine stuff and, and all of this COVID-19 stuff's really started to sink in. People were, you know, some releases were getting pushed back. And um, now it, it seems like kind of things are back to the regularly scheduled program. Obviously things are more online. They've shifted that way, but that's kind of already been a shift over the last few years, just by the way, you know, business is done. And, um, so, but, you know, it, it feels kind of like a little bit of a new normal, but people are definitely still buying sneakers. People are definitely still interested in sneaker content. And so the, uh, the show goes on. 
they're always talking about this new normal. Um, you think a year from today, you think things will look like majorly different or will a lot of stuff shift to being home and on your computer? Like you ever put any thought into that? Yeah, we, I've been thinking about it a little bit. You know, I, I think definitely in like New York City and Los Angeles, it's a little bit different because they're so populated. There's been a lot more cases. And, yeah. you know, when will things be back to normal as we knew it in New York City? I mean, I mean, it could be years and years. I, I mean, I, I don't know. They might, you might have to stand six feet apart in line for the foreseeable future. So I, I think it kind of depends where you're at you know, what part of the country you're in, what part of the world you're in, but you'd have to anticipate there being somewhat of a, of a new normal. Yeah. Anything you've been binge watching? Sopranos. Great show. Sopranos. You know, it's crazy because I didn't realize how long ago Sopranos was, you know, it was like early two thousands. And so rewatching it now, yeah, you remember like the key points and stuff and, you forget a lot though. And it's to go back and, and watch it now, like as an adult is, I don't know. I've been really, really appreciating it. I, I loved it to begin with, but being able to dive back into it now, it just, it, it's been hitting a little bit different. So I'm going to do the wire next, but yeah, I'm like um, six and a half seasons in. So I've got like, you know, six, seven more episodes and, and I'm done with, with the entire show. Which show do you feel is better? I guess you'll have a better understanding after you watch it as a older uh, individual than when you were younger. But I think, you know, The Wire was so great. I just remember season two being slow though, but it's one of the See, most, it's one of the most phenomenal shows ever because it shows things from so many points of view in different seasons, you know? Season two was really slow. I remember that too. Um, I watched that. That was also came after Sopranos. Right. It's, um, it's a tough one. They're really, really close. I think before this, I probably would have gave the edge to the wire. Yeah, I think I give the edge to the wire, but I should rewatch them both. Yeah, you know? I, you know, I, I'll be able to give a final verdict after I watch the wire. But before this, I would have given a slight edge to the wire for sure. So next time, a full wire breakdown from Foamy. Foamy, it was great having you on the show as always. Let Combo Nation know where they could find you. At Mr. Fomer Simpson on Twitter and Instagram. Mr. Fomer Simpson on YouTube. Uh, my brother and I also do a podcast called um, The Unnamed Podcast. Foamy and Buckets Unnamed Podcast. You can find that on all of your podcast platforms. And I think that's pretty much it. I, I started a TikTok and that lasted, hey. about, that, that started about, uh, that lasted about an hour and a half. <laughs> a any brother duo dances? Is that what we were doing? Or? Nah, man. We were going we to maybe uh, use it for some sneaker-related content, but just never really got off the ground. So uh, I'm, I'm behind the eight ball on, uh, on TikTok. <laughs> Phoebe, great stuff. I actually have I actually have some TikTok baby combo gets a couple of appearances. So if you want to follow me on TikTok, it's the same as you know as Instagram. Every anybody out there wants to follow me. I'm not as heavy on there, but I try and post every once in a while. I think it's baby great. combo. Hey, yeah. So so he. I mean, it's only right TikTok being kind of like the newest right. social media craze, and you know, right. uh, baby combo being uh, new to planet Earth. I mean, I mean, it's only right that you get them on the newest of waves. Follow me. You're always welcome back on the show. Talk soon, man. Thank you. Sounds good, brother. Thanks for having Anytime. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to Combo's Court and big shouts to Foamy for joining in. 
We appreciate you. Combo Nation, let me know how you feel about the show right in the comment section of your Apple Podcast app. Leave a five-star rating as well. Rate and review wherever you listen to Combo's Court and share this episode with a friend via social media or word of mouth. Also, man, take a screenshot of this episode, post it on your Instagram stories, tag me at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E. T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. I'll repost it. Until next time, combo out.